The Blokebusters podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blokebusters podcast. Welcome to episode 65 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And before we get any further into this, check us out on Twitter at Blokebusters, Facebook.com slash Blokebusters. You can email us, BlokebustersPodcast at gmail.com. And we have a nice little website, Blokebusters.webs.com. And thank you to those who didn't hit the scrub button. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> may, maybe I need to like really stretch it out next time. Just plop on it every 15 minutes or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just surprise plug. Yeah. yeah. All right. So before we get into the main discussion for this one, which is Johnny English. Oh, yes. We just wanted to mention the film Nightwatch. Because we were going to do a double one today. Mm-hmm. But Brian couldn't get around to watching it, and I watched most of it again, and it's just one of those films that seemed to come out of nowhere. I mean, it came out of Russia, but it seemed to come out of... (laughs) What are you saying, Paul? I'm scared of Putin, okay? Watch your words. It it seemed to come out of nowhere when it came out. It was like, oh, what's this little film? And then watching it, it was really well done. The... Interesting thing that I thought when watching it, because I used to have it on DVD, which was actually the Russian version of the film, because the international version of the film is a little different. There's a cut here or there, and the subtitles are very stylized, which I liked, actually. Oh, more uh, <laughs> kind of John Wick's yeah, well, uh, style. Well, yeah, because right. there's one bit in the film where there's a, a boy underwater who gets a nosebleed, and the subtitles that come up come up in red and then float away into the water. Mm. I don't recall. Oh, and yeah. just to recap real quick um, for people unfamiliar, this is a kind of our new format. Um, yes. So this episode is the new arrivals to Netflix. Yeah, for um, last month being for February. last month. Yes. Um, so. We yeah. kind of decide which one we're going to watch, um, yeah. and we thought we'd split it up this time. But and then uh, we didn't. <laughs> and then we didn't because yes, yeah. <laughs> because of me. Um, but yeah, go on. Um, yeah, a little bit it, more thoughts on Nightwatch. It was just so much fun to watch. They clearly decided that they were going to have fun with it. Like there's points where they're driving around on this bus that's just got flames coming out of the back of it, and they're about to slam into this other person who is at. They're called others if they are people that have these powers. And so they basically slam on the brakes and just go in an arc over the guy who is clearly helping by just like holding his hand out. Out he goes. And then they slam back on the ground and off again. Like it's just this random 10 second, oh no, we're going to hit him. No, we're not. <laughs> and on with the chase. <laughs> and they just have little things here and there about that. And it just such a well-told story it is 
one half of a story. Yeah, um, uh, fucking... sort of. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's based on a trilogy of books, and they have Night Watch, Day Watch, and then another one that I can't remember off the top of my head. And they're still kind of hoping they'll make a third film. But having seen both of them, they've left it off in such a way that they don't need to make a third film. Okay. So um, I just real quickly, since I didn't brush up on it, I have seen the the, the film, but uh, it was when it was released in the U.S. Right. Uh, and at the time, I was working at a movie theater, and the employees there, you know, we had one of our perks were was midnight screenings of films that would come in on Thursday. Yeah. Before you know, before. Every movie had to be screened at now on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> this was when just the employees would watch it. Yeah, so now, and, now uh, I guess it would be Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah, so Thursday, I watched it at midnight, just like my projection manager, booth manager, and, uh, you know, a couple other um, department people and and the owner of the theater and stuff, and we just, yeah, all watched it. And I remember really enjoying it, but I really can't recall a whole lot of the <laughs> film at this point. Uh, I remember something about an owl, is that right? Yes. It... <laughs> an owl, like trans uh, body, some like, uh, I don't know what you call it, trans morphing uh, yeah, something. Tra- uh, uh, yeah. Body morph, whatever you want to call it. Like there's transfiguring. Transfigure, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. And uh, then something, yeah, and I know just the premise is like, one part of the population lives in the day, one part lives in the night. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The ba- very, very, very <laughs> basically, to, then, yeah, go into all that, there, but. there's humans that are just humans, uh-huh. and then there's the others. Yeah. And when you are an other, you eventually have to make a choice as to whether or not you're going to be a light other or a dark mm. other, obviously, good and evil. It's, once you make the choice, there is no going back. And what happens is, because of a war that happened centuries ago, the two people that were kind of the leaders of the factions figured out that if they were just going to keep fighting, everyone would die. There was evenly mad. So they created their own system where the good guys police the bad guys and the bad guys police the good guys so that if there's any... In... Checks and balances. It, yeah, thing. Yes. If, if there's any one side, person on one side breaking the law then they will police it. The other side will police them. Would you say they restore order to the force? <laughs> in some way. You know what? <laughs> Given what happens in the two films, I'm kind of going to go with that. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Not that that... Yes, that's the first time I'm hearing that idea. But Yeah, so, okay. so yeah, it's, it's really well told, uh, very stylized. The guy that... I remember, yeah. That the guy that, that directed this one ended up directing Wanted and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And like you can you can see this is his style of film. So mm-hmm. very well done and a fun two hour watch. And Yeah, I do need to check out Day Watch at some point. I, I, I know I started at some at one time or another, but I have not finished it. So yeah, I did, probably just need to round back to back. Yeah, I I actually it. think this is the second time that Nightwatch has been added to Netflix because it came oh, and it really? went and now it's back in. So if you do decide to watch it based on what we just said, watch both of them before Daywatch disappears for a while. <laughs> oh, that is, that one is up there or has been up there, I it, guess. It, as far as I know, it's still on there. All right. 
Alright. Okay, so, on to uh, the podcast you've all been waiting for, folks. Yes. <laughs> 13 years in the making. Yes, indeed. 2003's Johnny English. We are always timely and relevant. <laughs> but hey, this time we can blame Netflix. Yes, we can. <laughs> we had a, a small list to choose from as far as feature films. Yeah, and, it was uh, kind of weird, actually. The, I mean, the, we don't really want to take on TV series, because that's not really what we're doing. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, unless it was a short enough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go for yeah, three or four part or miniseries or something yeah. like that. Yes, uh, so Johnny English. Johnny English, um, so uh, Nuts and Bolts then, directed mm-hmm. by Peter Howitt. Uh, did you know he directed Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I must have missed that. Yeah. Okay, that's a uh, callback. Uh, go watch our yeah, Deadpool episode, or listen to our Deadpool episode. Yeah, this is going to be a running joke now, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I uh, just have to imp- lean into it, lean into the horror of that. Yeah, uh, yes, you do, you really do. Uh, uh-huh. A budget of $40 million and this is a English film, so the budget is probably slightly more or less than $40 million, but I'm working in dollars because that's what I had access to. And a box office of $160,583,018. Not too bad for, no. uh, for this little spice booth. Yes, you know, making $120.5 million over budget, I'd say that. That's doing quite well. I would agree, yeah. Uh, and uh, for whatever reason, I didn't write down the people that are in it. I mean, oh, well, I, mean, I know, we kind of know, but... Uh, I know two of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, three of them off the top of my head. Shall so, I attempt a plot synopsis? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I love um, the... Uh, I, I'm just, you know, go ahead and say IMDb. Uh, we, you know, play around that. But IMDb's um, is... Well, let me just read it and I'll get your thoughts here. <laughs> After a sudden attack on the MI5, Johnny English, Britain's most confident yet unintelligent spy, becomes Britain's only spy. That is literally the first five minutes of the film. It is. <laughs> That's also an incorrect synopsis because, as he says several times in the film, he is MI7. So <laughs> Multiple uh, errors yeah. in that. Um, because that's really, I mean, I mean, if you really want to care i mean i don't think the plot is where we should really focus our attentions for too long but yeah, probably not <laughs> uh, i mean essentially you have uh, the wonderful john malkovich playing pascal savage who is the uh bond villain as it were uh, yeah. that is um you know his goal is to steal the crown jewels um uh, well, have someone impersonate the archbishop i mean just kind of run through you know okay. and uh, become king of england so he can turn uh, England into a prison colony, essentially uh, all Australia. He, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he want, because he owns, what is it, like 600 prisons mm-hmm. across the world, he wants to make this all happen so that he can sell 49% of the shares in it to one person, make a load of money, and then make even more money because he owns all the prisons. So, it's gonna be <laughs> so yeah. It's something that can't see could ever happen <laughs> in real life under any circumstances. Uh, yes, <laughs> so, I um, I don't know how how many times would you say you've seen the film? If you had this it? one was probably my third or fourth. I would watch. say this was probably the third for me. Um, I'm not happy about saying this, but I will say it's kind of a diminishing returns for me. I, I would say the first watch I enjoyed it the most. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying vastly diminishing. I'm not saying exponentially good, going worse. But I, <laughs> I didn't. I still enjoyed it, but not as much as I previously had. Yeah. Well, this time I watched it 
just in a critical standpoint. So, oh my gosh, the <laughs> yes, like I kept noticing, like, and also, like I said, this was 13 years ago, and you know, we've both had considerable life experience since then, but uh, <laughs> uh just the whole. I mean, the lack of security. <laughs> if, if you watched this and thought that this is how England is run, <laughs> I mean, there's just, you can just yeah. walk into uh, the uh, where the Queen is staying and make her sign a document. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I mean, it, there's an argument to be said that given the force that they are, they subdued or killed all of the guards that the, were there. The Scottish, they killed, or their uh, whoever was out. Well, I don't know who. Because don't or don't they have? Um, isn't there a, like a Scottish like special force that also helps guard the queen? I don't well, know. Well, uh, yeah, that, something along that, I, and then you have the yeah, royal guards. Yeah, that, that, there's a whole bunch. Yeah, but <laughs> really, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're going to get into plot holes too much here, because yeah, yeah well, that's really not the point of the film. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, I'll ask this then, because yeah. I decided that I needed to write this down to ask you this, but. Um, is there anything you need me to explain before what we get mean? into this? Like uh, anything that was in the film that you were like, "What was that?" Like, is, is that oh, something I, English or oh. is that something just, they just made up? Or like, oh, anything? you're okay. You're offering to be ambassador for your people here. <laughs> yeah, just, just a kind I, of. Not that I. No, should there be? <laughs> I uh, thought it. You know, I, I've been I've been to England. It all rung pretty true for me. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I I just didn't know there was anything that happened in the film that an American wouldn't either get or wouldn't understand uh, uh, the one thing that really not that I can recall off the top of my head but well, the one thing that really popped into my head is that any American watching it is going to say what the hell are those yellow boxes when Which... when he's in the car being held out by that tow truck thing and mm-hmm. then he flies out and it takes his picture so he blows it up oh for okay. for any Americans or it's other country people that cameras, haven't been right? to England those are speed cameras well we have them here but I don't think they're, <laughs> they're not as obvious as that no yeah they, the entire point of them yeah. is that they are pretty much everywhere mm-hmm and they are bright yellow. The idea being that if you know that there is a speed camera there, you're mm-hmm. going to be more conscious about your speed mm-hmm. almost all the time. That's yeah. the main point of those. The other point is, of course, they automatically take the picture if you're going over the set speed limit. So if so, it's, uh, I mean, sorry for using miles per hour, but yeah. well, uh, if that's it's like what we 55, use. well, what's that? Uh, I know, well, they, you know, over they use there, that of course. In oh, not. Kilometers? You can in cars. You get both mile an hour mm-hmm. and kilometers on the speedometer. Oh well, yeah, even but, I think so too, but, yeah. but on the roads, it's miles per hour. Well, I thought like um, I thought like on the uh, the or whatever the highway system is called. And isn't away. it like kilometers to oh. to a destination? It's miles. No, it's miles. Yeah, it's one mm-hmm. of those things where if you're using maps, yeah, <laughs> something wrong with your chair. There, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Couple spares. <laughs> <laughs> there, if you're using maps and stuff, then mm-hmm. it might be in kilometers, but well, actually on the road, <laughs> I've gone yes too far past my point. But uh, so yeah. So it, anyway, I was uh, saying. So if if it's, it's 55, it'll take it at 56. Uh, as far as I'm aware, because that, that seems like awfully like you should have a little buffer zone. Well, I that, think just... but the way the way it works, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, and I could be getting this completely uh-huh. wrong, is you do have a leeway for let's say you are going at 57 and a 55 I don't know the last time I saw a 55 mile an hour sign anywhere in England but there we go yeah. uh, because they they like to do round numbers so 60, 70 oh, that okay, time. Yeah. but 
if you're going 57, it might take your picture, but you're not going to receive a fine for that because they do give you like a, a five or ten percent leeway mm-hmm. just in case your speedometer is off. Oh, yeah. but and, and it's like hard to just even keep your foot in that <laughs> position yeah, where right. you're right on the speed limit. Exactly. Traffic laws, the most exciting part of Johnny. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has been your informational section of the podcast. Yes. You have gotten your education for today. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I guess to answer really your original question, I can't think of any like colloquialisms or slang or anything that, that I was out. unfamiliar with, but I... I think I'm maybe more familiar with than most people. I don't know. I, I, that's going to sound just pompous no. saying it. But, well, no, but you, I mean, traveling know. there, and I'm like, wh- when I go somewhere, I study. <laughs> and I, yeah. I like read guidebooks, and like, I'm fairly familiar with the, the slang and terminology and some, you know, Cockney rhyme slang and things right. like that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, there's nothing I was really, uh, that jumped out in this that I was, what do they mean by that? But, right. Yeah, and probably the most jarring thing for any people outside of England watching it was, uh, oh, they're driving on the left side of the road, oh no. <laughs> yeah, or getting the driver getting out on what you would think is the wrong side of the car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually very strange for me because I learned how to drive before I moved over to America. Mm-hmm. So I spent 26 hours driving in England before I moved to America. And ever since then, I've been driving on the other side. So, it's, <laughs> so yeah. every, every now and again, it, I'll watch something that's said in England, and on the side, it's like, oh, that's nice. I remember that. <laughs> it, yeah, it, I would definitely get in a wreck driving in England <laughs> just because the, the left, because like, I guess how in America, we, okay, we're getting back to traffic laws no, here. Yes. <laughs> right turn on red. Is there a left turn on red? Nope, there is no. no. If okay. it's a red light, you cannot move until the turn's green. Okay, but. Applying that logic, it would be yeah. left on red, not yeah, right on red, exactly. because it's, you're not crossing traffic to do it. Yeah, yeah you are not, <laughs> but you're still not allowed to do it. <laughs> Good to know. Right. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'll just be taking a black cab. Uh, <laughs> there you go. And spending outrageous yeah. amounts on them. Yeah. All right. So, yes. This film. <laughs> yes. Spice Booth. Yeah. Uh, very, the... very British, this film. <laughs> I will defer to your opinion, expert opinion. Uh, no, I mean, number one, you've got Rowan Atkinson as Johnny English. Yes. I, there's not very many more quintessentially English actors out there as Rowan Atkinson. I mean, Mr. Bean, if you're Blackadder. Yeah, like, yeah. He is, if you're looking for anyone that does any sort of physical comedy yeah. or someone with great comedic timing mm-hmm. Rowan Atkinson's you guys. yeah I just I mean this is high praise but I don't think it's unwarranted I would put him up I mean I would love to have seen him in the day of like Chaplin and Buster <laughs> Keaton as he, far as what they could do physically oh yeah he, he uh, was, I think he's right there with them um, yeah, he the, was born in the wrong century <laughs> uh, um, yeah because he's a you uses space so brilliantly. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> angles. I mean, the thing that's coming to mind now is um, when the jewels have been stolen and he's subduing the assailant yeah. behind the <laughs> somewhat closed door and pushing the chair off of him in a yeah. deathly struggle when there's no one there. And yeah. that it was just, <laughs> just beautiful. That's one of the things that he's best at. Like, there's mm. so many 
great old videos you can find. Uh, uh, do look around on YouTube. There's one which I believe it was for the Secret Policeman's Ball. I might be wrong. It could have been one of his mm-hmm. stage shows. But it's him on the tube, which is the underground train system mm-hmm. in England. And he's being assaulted by the Invisible Man. And it's just like three minutes of... So pretty much yeah. that scene again, just yeah. maybe a little longer. Yeah, yeah, just uh-huh. again and again just being assaulted by this guy. And then, no, wait, he's he decided to leave him alone. Okay, now he's back to... Fight club or whatever. Um, yeah, just the narrator re- reactions. Out reactions is his thing. And mm-hmm. yes. so uh, Reactions and physical comedy. I will say there was a certain type of gag that did start to get on my nerves in this this watch, okay. uh, which was, I mean, mm. um, it's happening. the something's happening behind me that I'm not aware of. Ah. Uh, um, so I think the, well, I don't know if you can count the explosion as one because he hears the explosion, but... Um, yeah. Well, that, that, that one is just a purely, mm-hmm. that one's purely mm-hmm. visual. Mm-hmm. And reaction. Like that, that's, yes. that's that one. So that one's all right. Everything else uh-huh. seems to be either something is happening directly behind So, him, yeah, I wrote down right. a few examples. Um, when um, he's uh, slandering uh, Pascal Sauvage to yeah. Lorna and Pascal is right behind him. Yeah. Um, when the crown jewels are stolen and he's um, standing in front of them and talking about how important they are. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the hole, the hole that, that the uh, thieves dug up and he's standing yeah. in front of. Um, so I mean, and those were all pretty close together. Well, yeah, and, uh, so and that's also, I think why it got old for me there. And also, it wasn't behind him, but he was distracting mm-hmm. someone else from it. The secretary mm-hmm. being wheeled out by the paramedics. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there he was aware yeah. of uh, and, what was happening. And, and he, he was, was trying. It was reversed. He was trying to keep the other person from noticing. Yeah. Um, so so maybe if it had continued alternating, maybe that would yeah. have been better. But uh, I was like. Because you know you see that it's it's a trope you see in movies at least once or twice. Like he's right behind me, isn't he? Yeah, or, you know something like that. But and, I like that it wasn't that line. It was just the horrified. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and of course since uh, you've been watching Futurama recently, mm-hmm. the 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 bender like, oh, is she behind me? No, I'm in front of you. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah, one of my favorite little jokes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, uh, yeah. Wait. Okay. All right. So, sh- shall we just quickly run through the rest of the cast? Then? Sure. So we got Rowan Atkinson as Johnny English, Natalie Imbruglia, yes, as the female love as interest. The, um, yeah, she, she's um, she Australian or English? Oh, yeah, Australian. Yeah. Oh, she's mm-hmm. Australian, but she is now also uh, has British, English, uh, Scottish, Welsh. In Irish ancestry on her mom's side. Yeah. And she, <laughs> so I think it was a couple of years ago she got British citizenship. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, most people know her for her singing career in the 90s, um, her hit song Torn. Uh, yeah. That, but yeah, quite uh, quite fetching, um, if I could say so. Yeah, but there, there was actually, uh, speaking of the Torn thing, there was actually a video that I first saw a couple of years ago. There's a guy, a comedian, who does a lot of physical reacting to the lyrics of the song like he'll mime out the song as it's playing and he did something for again the secret policeman ball Mm -hmm. where he performed the song torn just he's like just standing there not moving very much just like flinging out his hands and like Mm -hmm. pretending to 
uh, like hit a vein and stuff like that. And then halfway through, Natalie Imbruglia walks out and starts singing and performing as he does on the screen. And then when I watched this, I was like, who's that? That was her? Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess I watched this maybe a year probably about a year or two after it had come out, um, probably 2004, 2005. But right. uh, I remember thinking, like, sh- I thought she should have had a, a bigger acting career after this. I thought she didn't do too bad of a job. And she's beautiful, and I think that's pretty much all. <laughs> I mean, for a superficial <laughs> business, um, yeah, uh, that a... would be more. I mean, I, she, apparently she was in Mr. Deeds, and I don't recall what who she was in that. Mm, Possibly yeah. the... No, she wasn't. No, being... Winona Ryder was uh, his main love interest in that. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe. Or she... no. Yeah. Wait. Am I confusing? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'm confusing <laughs> all the Sandler movies as <laughs> you might because they are all the same. Yeah, I don't remember who she was. Probably a production assistant to <laughs> to the main reporters. I don't uh, know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so Ben yeah, Miller, ben, like, boff as boff. Yes, <laughs> I've recently really grown to like Ben Miller. I watched Death in Paradise, which was just fantastic, and he's mm-hmm. in the first couple of seasons. And yeah, he is perfect as the exasperated uh, <laughs> assistant, the, the competent assistant uh, to yeah. Johnny's incompetent. Leadership. Yeah, and yeah, and there's actually a point in the film where. They, I think they are playing around with the idea of, like, why are we going over this plan again when I've clearly already gone over this for you, but we need to do it for the sake of the audience. And they're oh, they're yeah, just yeah. in the plane. It's like, should we go over the plan again, sir? It's yes. like, it was fine yes, when I thought must. of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, if you have to go over it again, we will. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah he, he's the guy that would have been the better secret agent if he wanted to be but he doesn't seem to want to he seems to be fine where he is yeah i don't think he wants the pressure um <laughs> and apparently have you seen mr bean funeral i have not okay, so it's been a while that. since i've watched yeah. mr bean okay film. yeah it's uh, not their first <laughs> pairing but uh, i do like that he um essentially has johnny's best interests yeah uh, like you know he, he's <laughs> While he's exasperated, he still looks out for him. Um, you yeah, know, yeah, at the at the funeral when he's making an ass of himself. <laughs> Come on, Gunther. Yes. <laughs> oh, Ribbit. <laughs> yeah, Ribbit. Uh, yeah. uh, back to Rowan Axon for a second there. Yeah, that's another thing he is just perfect at, especially if you've seen Black Adder and stuff like it's that. Like, he's just tough to do good gibberish. Yeah, and he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, there is specifically one scene in the fourth season of Black Adder when he's pretending to be mad mm. by sticking a pair of underpants on his head and putting two pencils up his nose, and he's just going, "Oh, where, oh, where?" Everything he does is just perfect. <laughs> and yeah, it, there's so many great little scenes in this film. I think that just add up to yeah, it the... being quite nice. Now, I will freely admit right now mm-hmm. that it is by no means a great film. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I was, when am I going to say this? Like we're talking about, like this is a yeah <laughs> must watch. You must go see. I, I, I think it's for most people an average or. Maybe below average film. Um, well, for one person for, at least. <laughs> well, we'll I, I, I would. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes or Metascore or any of those kind of measuring tools that we have these days, um, I would say probably average or below average for most people. But if, if you are appreciative of physical comedy, of 
Rowan Atkinson in particular and of spy spoof genre. Yeah, I, I was um, going to say that lends it a little more. Yeah, if you if you're maybe a little fed up of the James Bond franchise and you yeah. want something mm-hmm. to watch that kind of pokes fun it, at most of those, separate from say Austin Powers or something like like where it, it's a completely different yeah beast. I, I've I haven't seen it yet. But based on everything I've heard of it, it sounds very similar to me. The American version of this would be Get Smart, the Steve okay. Carell. Yeah, film. The, the reboot. W- the would you Carell. say that's accurate? Uh, I did not watch that. Okay. <laughs> From what I know, I mean, I guess I could, uh, I could see that. Yeah, because it, uh, it seems like he's mm-hmm. he's the somewhat incompetent guy, especially from the trailer. The one thing that pops out to me is the whole like the element of surprise as he <laughs> throws the phone, but it doesn't actually do anything. That seems very yeah. close to this. But I I feel that depending on your sense of humour, you'll lean one way or the other. Because obviously this is a very British film, very dry sense of humour. Whereas I'm mm-hmm. sure Get Smart is much less. So uh, yeah, I can't speak to that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh yeah, that didn't appeal to me. And I I was not around for the uh I think television series or whatever. No, yeah. I, I never I watched caught it. up yeah with that. So uh, yeah, is it? Sure. <laughs> it's like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in fact then the other version I would say is probably the Spy Hard Leslie Nielsen okay, yeah. thing, but th- that mm-hmm. one more just mm-hmm. joke after joke after joke after joke, whereas this takes its time <laughs> and allows Rowan Atkinson to be Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, where to uh, jump to from here? <laughs> well, obviously, there's John Malkovich as oh, Pascal Savage. Yeah. Yep. So, as I was talking to Brian beforehand, a lot of people would probably look at this and think, Wow, that accent's a little bit forced, a little mm-hmm. over the top. I grew up hearing people with French accents speaking English because my aunt moved to France and therefore I have an uncle and two nieces who are French and have learned English to some degree. And while it may not be quite as pronounced mm-hmm. as he's doing it, he's actually not doing a horrible Which- <laughs> Isn't hard to believe because John Malkovich is, I think, an amazing performer. But for some, he does. I mean, not saying this is in that canon, <laughs> but he does seem to do a lot of shitty movies. <laughs> so, but I would expect him to bring his A game to anything. So yeah. that's not surprising. Yeah, the, that the, it would be a good. There's no point in this film that yeah. you could realize that he's actually American. <laughs> that doesn't come through. And that might be actually one thing. Oh, that, that uh, is something I need, yes, to ask you about. Um, is Johnny English representative of how England feels about France? <laughs> that is the stereotype, I'll give you that. The, the idea that in, people in Dirty England, <laughs> yeah, or whatever he says, believe yeah. that yeah. all of France are cheese eating surrender monkeys. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. Most people in England don't really care one way or the other, but but the yeah. stereotype is that English people hate France mainly because whenever there was. Do you a think war, it's in good fun, or do they actually? A lot of people actually like believe that. I, I do think, think there's it's, any venom in it, or not? I think it's the same way as do we, in, like, as in America. You'll have rip on people Canada, that rip or, on Canada or yeah. Like mm-hmm. some people will unfortunately feel that way, but most people mm-hmm. are just like, yeah, this is the stereotype. Let's have fun with it. Yeah. And yeah, they definitely the French, the the English French 
hating each other stereotype. They they did it very well in this film. <laughs> they, they milked it for yeah for all it was worth. But, yeah. uh... And that's a fantastic one of my favorite little pieces of writing in the film is you have a guy called Chris Tarrant who trying to think of something that anyone would know him from. For American people, he was the English host of Do You Want to Be a Millionaire? Uh, among other things, but that's probably the only thing I can think of that Americans would have even heard of. So, so, yeah, so there's that. And he plays a radio host who's talking about well, since you know this guy's going to be on the throne, uh, we sent oh, out. Oh, yes, thank you for bringing we, this up. We yeah. s- sent out the call asking for <laughs> your, for your top ten things that you like about France. Uh, we haven't Have had, any we haven't calls. received any calls <laughs> at all. <laughs> but the lines the are, are open. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't received any calls yet. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah it, uh, <laughs> like possibly the best thing they could have done. <laughs> like fantastic little piece of writing and probably mm-hmm. indicative of the whole stereotype. <laughs> yeah, I think that pretty well uh, summed it up. I think I had to state at this point, obviously, since it's clear that I enjoy the film, you seem to have enjoyed the film. Yeah. My wife hates this film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, we, we were yeah, could, we were sitting yeah. down watching it together, and she just had the look of, why are we watching this throughout the entire film? I, I, I yeah, I, I, like I was saying, I, I didn't get a whole lot out of it this watch. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it grew a little tiresome for me this time around, if I'm being honest. Uh, no, there are things I, 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 I still really like about it, but it did just strike me as average this time around. No, um, that's fine. Uh, I know, you weren't yeah. the director. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I have no personal stake in this. Yes. Uh, and um, I'm, uh, I've said earlier i'm freely willing to admit it's not a great film i think it's just mm-hmm. you know a good film it's rowan atkinson being allowed to be rowan that, that is what i uh my takeaway was is that <laughs> the, just the performance of rowan atkinson and um just the the sight gags coming at a, a breakneck speed yeah. pretty much and i uh, will say here for those of you wondering the second film i think it's better like better put together he's actually learned from the first film like and he he's actually grown a bit as you know you can tell the writing did as well and so it's slightly less as comedic as the first one it, there's still loads mm-hmm. of comedy and stuff in it, but it's slightly less leaning on that and more mature, I guess. But okay. <laughs> he's not as stupid, you would say. Not or... as stupid. Still a little bumbling. Still, uh-huh. so, but better. He's better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> I I would recommend watching that one <laughs> if you saw this one and liked it at all. Definitely go watch the second one. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, how catchy was that theme tune, Brian? <laughs> The shadows protecting his fellows from sun up to the moon on his back. Sent the villains to Hades, a hit with the ladies, a stallion in the sack. You can't get your laugh. So catchy, I cannot get it out of my head having seen the film uh, almost three days ago. Uh, yeah. I had forgotten how catchy that God tune was. Damn it, Robbie Williams, I hate you, but. That's, that's too strong. I don't hate you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know you. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been a fan of your music. There you go. Um, but god damn it, that song is catchy. And <laughs> yeah, uh, just that from watching the film the first time, uh, that was when I like 
initially like fell in love with the movie. I was like, oh, this is a beautiful opening. <laughs> and especially with, with that catchy theme. And then it's just like a typical opening to a movie. Oh, just a guy walking around and then he gets lost. Yeah, and then absolutely it's lost. <laughs> <laughs> While the, this awesome theme is still playing and he's just walking down the hallway a little bit, turning around, confused, yeah. walking down another hallway. No, this look doesn't look familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so walk up some stairs, look down some stairs. Yeah. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that like, like yeah, obviously right now we're just kind of gushing on Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, but, but he, he just made that opening come alive. Yeah, it, it's that, yeah. And for those of you that are completely unaware, still haven't seen the film, sorry we spoiled it for you at this mm. point, but yeah, he, the idea is he, he's, <laughs> he's doing that standard walking along the hall he's getting his gun this is just after he's been made a full agent Mm -hmm. so he gets his gun and he's walking down he's going to see Pegasus who is basically the M yeah M sorry and Mm -hmm. uh, you know he's walking through all the corridors and then about 30 seconds into the song you realise he doesn't actually know where he's going (laughs) (laughs) and so he so it takes the entirety of the song (laughs) for him to find the the whole song is (laughs) is kind of like the the whole James Bond thing where it's like oh this guy such a great guy yeah. yeah, he's Spent amazing with a gun. He's amazing with the women. Yeah, and and as the song goes on, you watch and you realize might not be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, and then um, the uh, replicating the um, the coat gag of Agent One. Uh, yeah, thrown expertly onto the coat hook or the. Uh, and I love no comment by the secretary. No. Just... Well, well, that's the thing. I don't think the secretary noticed. Noticed? Okay, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, she's just sitting down. So just... <laughs> yes. Nina Young, wonderfully uh, played the secretary. Uh, who gets... Wasn't it a, a gunshot, didn't you say? No. Well, he's describing that pen. It says, like, a single shot. Well, so, uh, like, should it, she not be dead? Well, no, I think the idea is some sort of... Uh, uh, Tranquilizer? Or, yeah, paralytic or uh, something. But I could have sworn the dialogue was, like, gunshot or shot or something. Like, yeah, a single bullet well, no, or something it, like that. Because all he says, like, the yeah. old like the old service pen, uh-huh. which, obviously, you, you think service revolver when you get uh-huh. a service... Uh, and he said, like, com- like, completely innocuously untrained eye, but click it twice and then you just hear... Choo! And then down she goes. <laughs> and yes, the beautiful yeah. physical I'm trying to prevent Pegasus from seeing her behind this. So yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, I had to say, if you if you are looking for something that basically sums up what Rowan Atkinson can do in a scene, just that little shuffling, and yeah, you walk around like that. That's a little sidestep. Yeah, uh-huh. that, that is that kind of sums him up perfectly. It's just a little. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll just come around here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah what's that over here? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, he, his energy just must be insane. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, multiple takes, like, just to do that every time out. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's he's one of those guys that, no matter what, he always seems game for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not necessarily quite like some of the more modern ones where he'll do a different one every time. Mm-hmm. But he'll definitely play around with it and he's able to give the same performance every time he's able to whittle it down so like it's always fun to watch him i yes i, I was yeah 
you do, I think, need to be a fan of that type of comedy um, to appreciate it. But yeah. that being said, I don't know why you wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, some people aren't. And, and people, people yeah, are entitled to their opinions. They are entitled to be wrong as yes. well. <laughs> Whether or not their opinions are right or wrong is up for debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, still, like I said, what I can appreciate from this movie this time out is yeah. how brilliant of a performer yeah. he is. It, it's one of those things where yeah, the plot is not necessarily complicated, mm. uh, <laughs> and yeah, there's, there or doesn't need to be predictable. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There doesn't need to be a huge number of famous people in it, mm-hmm. and it's just let's just get all of these good actors together. That are obviously Rowan Atkinson, John Malkovich are brilliant actors. Ben Miller is really good. Nelly and Brulia actually did quite well. Yeah, yes, I thought and so. And they like the writing and the performance just comes out through there. And I, mean, I, to be honest, I don't know what rating I would end up actually giving mm. this film at the end. Because like, obviously, I've I like it more than I should if I was going to critically look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably give this film like. A, Mm, everything here I'm going to go with a minus 3.5 I think it's not the funniest film in the world it's mm. it's not the best acted film in the world mm. and there's a couple of odd little choices and shots that I, like, I can't even think of off the top of my head but it's yeah. like okay that was an odd, mm. odd way to go but it's just fun it is it's something if you don't want to I mean if you're thinking uh, you know, have time to watch a movie and you're not feeling like oh man I, I like a film like Spotlight or something like where you have to focus and it's going to drain you emotionally or so, you know pretty much any Oscar nominee of this last year uh, uh, but if you just want something a little lighter that you can maybe I'm not recommending but you know not pay attention to for a few minutes you're not going to be lost you're not going to yeah. you don't have to pause for a bathroom break let me put it that way you'll be fine yeah. <laughs> um Unless it's, of course, one of the... I would say if you're watching the film for the first time, I think there are just a couple of true, like, genuine belly laughs in there. And it's worth that for me. It's kind of why I still watch The Simpsons from time to time. Like, I don't think it's that good anymore. But But every episode, there's still, like, one one joke that just gets me. (laughs) And, like, catches me off guard. And that happens at least a few times in this. I think the, the best part in this entire film... Is from when they jump out of the plane mm. until he's finished with Pegasus. Like just that whole section there, oh, and yes. I'm not even going to say what's in it. It's okay, just that yeah, section yeah, yeah. Just there the, um, is the best part of this film. What results from him not taking the locator or whatever? Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that and then the rings as well. Like the, okay, whole... yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess. Um, if I would put a rating on it, I would probably be around a minus four and a half for me right now. Right. Slightly yeah. above average. Yeah, watch it for uh, Rowan. And, uh, yeah, like they're the sight gags that are in there and then just his physical performance are just like with the, the clip of the gun falling out and just, <laughs> and then the, the slide of the gun falling off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound like filter, did it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's actually something that I thought I would point out as well. He never fires the gun in this film. <laughs> At no point in this film does he successfully Free fire fired. a gun. The thing he fires, I think, is the pen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's something that I decided to look out for when I the first time he tries to fire the gun and mm-hmm. it fails. I was like, I'm going to keep an eye out of it. And oh yeah, he does and then not the fire last, one. The book. very last time, it's full of poo. Yes, <laughs> it's just a bit of poo, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yes, not for heaven's sake. With its own farting sound, which, as impossible as it is, was still slightly amusing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't think it's going to make a <laughs> sound coming out. No, but, <laughs> but yes, let's not argue uh, gun mechanics. Let's go back to traffic law. Yes, uh, so. <laughs> no, right. uh, yeah. So yeah, I'd say it's 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 like you were saying. It's a nice, worthwhile, lighthearted watch. And as I yeah. said before, the second one is better. So, okay, yeah, I, well, I guess I have it. my afternoon planned. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I very quickly put out something on Twitter before we recorded this, and I was genuinely surprised at how many people got back to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, <laughs> yes. the first two are going to be interesting because okay. Drew at the Last Row podcast says, "Sorry, guys, I haven't seen that one, <laughs> although it's been on my list." Mm-hmm. So, thanks for bringing that up there, Drew and. The guy from True Bromance Podcast said, never seen it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rick, uh, Ray, very helpful stuff there. Yep. Um, and then the ones that actually had seen it, uh, Andrew from the AB Film Review, and for those of you keeping track the Deadpool episode, he was the one that said the comment that we talked about then. He says, it's the only film I've ever walked out of. <laughs> and, That's, yeah. Yeah, so... I reached out for comment, and it seemed as though when we hit record that there wasn't going to be a. a I think he said all he needed to say. <laughs> yeah, a further thing for that, but he did get back again when I asked what it was, and he said mostly Rowan Atkinson and just it being painfully unfunny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I haven't revisited it or the sequel to see that's if I was funny. wrong. So, oh boy, that's funny. So that uh-huh. sounds to me that Andrew at the AB Film Review. Just isn't really a fan of Rowan Atkinson's style of comedy, which you know. I mean, that's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fair enough. It, he he has a definite style, as we said. And if you're not a fan of that style, you're not going to like the film. I I would actually encourage trying to see the sequel. Just like just start it, see if you like it. It because I do think it's better done, and the the comedy is a little bit better, okay. but. I can't guarantee you anything, so <laughs> well, that. And then the highly recommended show got a hold of us to say, thought it was all right, had Natalie and Brulia in, which was a nice bonus. <laughs> Bought the Another. sequel on Blu ray for £1 a few months back. So, Quite the bargain, I think. Yes, uh, yeah, well, definitely. I'd I would spend, say so. Yeah, I'd spend, uh, what is that, about a buck, what is it right now, about a buck 70 or so? On, uh, <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah, on, yeah, on the uh, Blu ray. That's not bad. No, yeah. Uh, even if you only watch it once, I think you. No, cheaper yeah. than a rental. Definitely, yeah. I, I I would buy that. <laughs> that and I'm not yeah. spending money at the moment. No, right? so there you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Are we about wrapped up? You I, anything to add here before we tie a bow on it? I, say, I do think we should just briefly talk about obviously, we keep saying the style of comedy that Ron mm, Atkinson yes. does. And we did mention, like, his very physical comedy. It is something that seems to be disappearing. It doesn't seem like it, yeah, it gets the uh, the credit uh, that it deserves. No, I mean, the best examples that I have, not modern, but obviously since the silent era when it yeah. was all the rage, uh, Monty Python did it fantastically. Mm-hmm. And anything Rowan Atkinson has done has brilliant physical comedy in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Mr. Bean... It has to be that because Mr. Bean doesn't really talk. So it's all his present. And then in Blackadder, there's some really great 
just vaudeville moments almost <laughs> the way they do that and it this so it seems as though he alone is trying to resurrect this style of comedy <laughs> yeah. and mm. i mean for a start there's always something innately funny with watching someone get hurt like that's, that's yes uh, that's something that you learn at an early age i think yeah, yeah. It, um, it, when someone else in someone's misery. when someone else gets hurt it's funny yeah when you get hurt it isn't no yes and when they're laughing at you you get angry yeah. <laughs> but yeah it, it's one of those styles of comedy that I don't want to see gone. No. But I don't know if there's anyone really keeping it going. Right yeah, now. not to that level. I mean, I can't fault good writing because I, I love good writing, but it seems like that's kind of where comedy is, is with the cleverness and getting the dialogue, uh, yeah, you know. Getting the witty stuff well, out. Yeah, witty. Yeah, was probably what I was looking for. Um, but yeah, less um, physical bits. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I can only hope that... In a few years, there's a little bit of a resurgence. And maybe also thinking physicality, you had your your Chris Farley. He was a very Chris physical Farley, guy. thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I may not have seen a huge amount of his stuff, but he was one of those just presence people. And I mean, maybe that's the issue, is all of those people are either unfortunately dying off mm-hmm. or... They're not getting as much work now because of the way things are leaning. So uh, the one thing that is good is Rowan Atkinson will always have something. Like, yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be in trouble looking for a job, especially in England. Like that guy, no, that guy yeah. can do anything. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm sure he's probably a god over there. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just give yeah, real quick uh, some honorable mentions. Michael Richards. Uh, from Seinfeld, yeah, um, okay. yeah, definitely um, a huge part of that show. Um, Mr. Bean, of course. Steve Martin is another great. Steve Martin, comedian. yeah. What well, uh, one of I think my favorite film mm-hmm. of Steve Martin is Sergeant Bilko. I, mean, I would have and to say so, the Jerk. Um, well, f- fair but, enough. Yeah. I, I've not seen the Jerk, but Sergeant mm-hmm. Bilko was possibly, I think, the first film I ever saw Steve Martin in, and. Such great old style humor in that. <laughs> it's really well, and of course the late great Phil Hartman. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, Farley, of course, Jim Carrey. Who eh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know He's if I necessarily away from that. Take, yeah, I but, mean, uh, Ace Ventura was definitely a but, lot of that. Well, I mean, uh, you got Ace Ventura, obviously The Mask, which yeah. was his first real uh-huh, that thing was, there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, there was something. There were another couple of things that he did that were like very physical stuff. And I do think that most of the films that he's done that people have panned, with the exception of the second Dumb and Dumber, is ones where he's gotten away from that and gotten more into like the other side of acting and people have just... They don't want that from him. They want... See, I would like him to do more... Because I'm done with him comedically. Like Much in the way of Sandler, I think I've outgrown... Right, the brand of comedy. Yeah, like for me, I don't know if was Sandler ever funny, or was I just had a bad sense of humor when I was younger. Well, for me, for me, I the way I guess you feel that way. For me, Will Ferrell, I've never found his comedy funny, but I found his drama fantastic, and it Mm -hmm. okay, and his not stupid comedy is funny. 
And Adam Sandler, my favorite film with Adam Sandler in is actually Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. And he has that line where See, I do like he, he, ha- yeah. he has some comedy in it, but he's playing it straight. He's got it. Yeah, and that movie has heart to it, too, which... Uh... Yeah, and then ev- everything else is just kind of, eh, all right. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think Will Ferrell hits it out of the park for me every time. Um, no. I... And, uh, well, I know, we know how you feel. <laughs> I, 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 under- I understand <laughs> but, uh, the appeal. Yeah. But I do like his dramatic work too. But um, yeah, Strangers in Fiction is yes, is the, the ultimate example of because it's somewhat role reversal where Maggie uh, Joan Hall is more the oddball, yeah, uh, and and comedy, uh, and he's the straight laced. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as when Steve Carell did Little Miss Sunshine, mm-hmm. and he went from just being this funny guy who I think was most famous for Anchorman to this mm-hmm. somewhat depressed uncle. In Little Miss Sunshine, and it was really yeah. well done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just it it is sad to. I do think we're seeing this comedy style disappear, but I'm hoping that, as with a lot of these styles of ways of doing things, that it'll kind of come back in mm-hmm. you know, maybe ten years. And, there'll be a resurgence or something. Yeah, and then real quick, uh, brief shout out to Melissa McCarthy, who I'm not a huge fan of. <laughs> I think most of her films are crap, uh, to put it nicely. But <laughs> uh, Spy, I thought, was hilarious. Spy was fantastic. And her physical comedy in that was also fantastic. Yeah, um, she, she's definitely one of those people mm-hmm. that knows what her range is and will yeah. we'll stick mean, to much, it and do it well. I don't want to make this too much of a comparison, but almost reminiscent of Belushi as far as how mm-hmm. she uses... A room, yeah, uh, and props around her. Uh, no, yeah, for I, that, for I, that comedic effect. I was thinking again. Uh, but Farley's more the guy I associate with Belushi, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking along the lines of old actors and this style of comedy. Like, if you ever watched Blues Brothers, that's very physical. During yes, some of it, and yeah. that was a, a another great. Yeah, film. most of the comedy comes from physicality. Actually, there are. I mean. There's some funny lines of dialogue, but most of it, I would say, is action-based or yep. physical-based. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah. it, so, I mean, maybe it's just one of those things that we do get good, like, physical, almost slapsticky type film, but they're so far and few between that it feels like it's hardly around, and then all of a sudden a great one comes up. So yeah. I'm kind of hoping that that's actually the case. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I hope, um, well, I know um, Paul just had me watch the Ghostbusters trailer before we started uh, recording, and I hope um, there's more of that. Um, that's that's part of its charm, I hope, is a big part of its charm. Yeah, it's I mean, it, comedy. it definitely seems like they're willing to go with that, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'll go on record right now as saying that the trailer should have ended 30 seconds before it did. <laughs> yes. Now, I think it'd be fair, before we go, there is bad physical comedy, too. Oh, yeah. There are very... We're not saying any time, you know, something physical happens, it's hilarious. Like, I'm done seeing the... The diaper getting changed and the pee in the face. I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh. there's a ton of those physical tropes that are just played out. And and the guy that slips on the same piece of floor 50 times before mm-hmm. he's able to move along. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's one of those things where, obviously, the standard comedy rule is if it happens three times, 
It's funniest the third time. And then if you want to do it more, you have to do it another 15 times because then you get sick of it and then it's funny again. Uh-huh. Like, the Sideshow Bob stepping on rakes, for instance. Like, yeah. It starts to great and then it's just funny at the end again. But that each one in between is two seconds, whereas someone falls on the floor and then it's ten seconds of him getting up and always oh, falling down again, and mm. that, that just that starts to grate really quickly. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, it starts to go downhill very, very fast. Yeah, um, so, yeah. So yeah, I, I, as I said, I really hope we don't see this completely disappear, and I don't think it will, like, just forever go. Mm-hmm. But I. And if it does turn out that just every ten years or so we just get a really good example of it, and it just continues to yeah, live that I'm way, I'm fine with it being rare. I just don't want it to die out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. With those thoughts, I think we might uh, be ready to uh, wrap this one up. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. I have to say, I've been really enjoying the way that we're doing this now with Netflix and then yes. new release. And mm-hmm. if anyone actually has any recommendations for what you want the next Netflix yes. one to be. It'll be released in March, so whatever's coming out in March, let us know, uh, or even in future, at any point. If, uh, you... Yes, because it's not always like we're just definitely know what we want to do, so we are yeah. d- more than open to suggestions. <laughs> so yes, uh, just... Try to keep know. it a film or a miniseries. Um, yeah, something but... that doesn't require mm-hmm. a good couple of weeks yeah. of our time. <laughs> <We> need... <laughs> Watch all of House of Cards! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm technically up to date oh have with you started the, season four i haven't started season four so that's it that just came out so, yes <laughs> so i could catch up with that i don't know okay. if you could though oh well i'm a couple seasons behind oh that, there you so. go so yeah, well, maybe well, that's what i'll do instead of johnny reborn oh maybe uh, all right well i will plan my sunday off air uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right well in that case i think that's it for me so do follow us on twitter as i said at the beginning at blokebusters vapor.com slash blokebusters Email us, blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com, website, blokebusters.webs.com. I've been Paul. I've been Brian. Dear folks. Bye. Queen of country, safe and sound, we're building six feet underground, and no one knows, because no one's found.